0: Visit roberthalf.com today. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I, feel
1: it in my soul. I am a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I'm a
0: survivor. I am playing whatever role I gotta play.
1: I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. <laughs>
0: A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.
1: The Giants have signed Korean outfielder Jung-Hoo Lee. Let's discuss on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FBT in 5 on Thursday, December 14th. I am Frank Sample, joined by Scott White. And let's start it off with the Giants, who signed Korean outfielder Jung-Hoo Lee to a six-year, $113 million deal. 25 years old, former MVP of the KBO, played seven seasons in Korea with a triple slash of 340, 407, 491. Does have some modest power and speed, Scott. Not sure how much power we will get in San Francisco, especially as a lefty, but what are your thoughts on Jung-Hoo Lee coming over to the States?
0: Yeah, I don't see what little power he has translating at all. I think this is going to be... Certainly by Roto standards, a pretty one-dimensional player. You're looking for that big batting average, and there's a chance Jung-Hoo Lee delivers on it. career 340 hitter in Korea, as you said. Last three years, about twice as many walks as strikeouts. Really doesn't strike out much at all. Pretty good leadoff profile, and I think that's the best thing Jung-Hoo Lee has going for him. Probably going to lead off more days than not for the Giants, though they like to mix up their lineup a lot. Uh, But with that lack of power, that lack of speed, I think upside case here for Jung Hu Lee is like a Luis arise. It's a pretty tight rope to walk getting the batting average high enough to, to live up to that profile. and pretty much there's only one player who does it and even he doesn't do it with complete regularity arise. So um, I think with the low strikeout rate, I think Jung Hu Lee has a has a top 40 potential as an outfielder. And I did, in our recent head-to-head points mock draft, take him as my third outfielder. But I think in Roto Leagues, uh, where you don't get the benefit of that lack lack of strikeouts the way you do in a points league, probably a pretty fringy option.
1: All right, Ken Rosenthal reported early on Wednesday morning that the Dodgers and Rays were discussing a trade that would send Tyler now and Manuel Margot to L.A. in exchange for Ryan Pepio and Johnny DeLuca. But we haven't heard much since then. We're recording this. Uh, you know, early on Thursday morning. Uh, So by the time you're listening, it might already be done. We'll have to wait and see. Or it might have already collapsed. That is also true. The Royals signed Seth Lugo to a three-year, $45 million deal, which, just happy for him, bet on himself, wanted to be a starter. Padres allowed it, and obviously, Seth Lugo turned that into a three-year deal. Had a strong season, 357 ERA, 120 whip. The early ADP is 283 Scott, what are your thoughts on Seth Lugo to the Royals?
0: Well, I think heading into free agency, where every team was at his, uh, you know, was in Schrodinger's box, it could be any team in there. I think there was a sleeper case to make for Seth Lugo, considering for as well as he pitched, won only eight games with the Padres last year. Going to the Royals, though, it's hard to see that number improving too much. It's a good pitching environment, and. You know, with the with the control, Seth Lugo shows uh, pretty good ground ball skills. It all makes for him to have a solid ERA in all likelihood. But uh, since he'll be lacking in win potential, I think I think he's he's better than a streamer option is Seth Lugo with the Royals, but not by much. Not by much. Somebody to kind of fill in the back end of your staff, I would say.
1: All right, we had two devastating injuries out in the Dominican Winter League as Pirates catcher prospect Andy Rodriguez will need surgery to repair the UCL and flexor in his right elbow and will miss all of 2024. And as of now, it seems like Henry Davis was going to come into spring training as a catcher anyway, so my guess is he'll get the opportunity to start at that position, maybe still play some games in the outfield. Scott, if Henry Davis already had catcher eligibility, as of now, he only has outfield eligibility on CBS. If he were a catcher, where would you slot him into your catcher rankings? My guess is he'll earn that eligibility pretty pretty early on in 2024.
0: Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't so clear when he'd earn it when Andy Rodriguez was still around. But now, yeah, it seems likely he'll earn it before the end of April. And that would put him 20th in my catcher rankings behind Shea Langoliers and Tyler Stevenson, who I think are... Uh, you can count on them for usable numbers in a two catcher league. Henry Davis certainly has more upside, but he didn't show that much in his rookie season, so it's it's you're kind of you're hoping he takes a big step forward as a sophomore. Um and so that's where I put him for now, like a top 20 catcher. Obviously just outfield eligible for the time being.
1: Yeah, and the early ADP on Henry Davis is 330.7, my guess is that's going to jump up quite a bit. A lot of these early drafts are two catcher leagues, so people will be drafting Henry Davis with the hope of him earning that catcher eligibility. The other news was that Ronnie Mauricio, Mets prospect, was diagnosed with a torn ACL, will miss the entire 2024 season as well. And as a result of that injury, Brett Beatty, it looks like the third base job will be his to lose. So just a name to know for deeper leagues does have some post-hype sleeper appeal. Again, Brett Beatty with the New York Mets. For more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast, On Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Odyssey app, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today and 5, and we'll be back again on Saturday. Bye-bye.
0: If you want to win your fantasy football league, it starts right now. The offseason is the best time to get ahead of the competition. We'll help you win your league on the Fantasy Football Today podcast, part of CBS Sports Podcast Network. Fantasy Football Today has three episodes every week following the latest news, giving you early rankings, early sleepers, breakouts, and busts. So if you're a dedicated fantasy football manager, check out the most dedicated podcast, Fantasy Football Today. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are found.